Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and we are towards the end of August cars and unfortunately the price of Bitcoin and the global cryptocurrency market is not looking good at all. Now surprisingly, since the last 24 hours, the global cryptocurrency market is exactly the same and as of the date is still at $1.05 trillion. But unfortunately guys, the price of Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies have definitely fallen down. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what is going on so far as the global cryptocurrency market is concerned. Now we have some massive news regarding a partnership between MoneyGram and Stellar Foundation. So we'll definitely go and discuss what that news is all about. And essentially, guys, what mainstream media is actually publishing this news as, that MoneyGram is embracing blockchain technology. So we'll definitely go and explore what that news is all about. Now in yesterday's episode, guys, I did talk about Binance where they actually sanctioned Russian banks. And there's some further development on that news and looks like OKX and Bybit have also removed sanctioned Russian banks. And that, to be honest, guys, is definitely not ideal for Russians. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about. And look, guys, 2023 is a year with Security Exchange Commission aggressively going after centralized exchanges and centralized entities. And recently, the news is that the SEC has found impact theory. And that is because they were selling NFTs of security. And look, guys, this case is absolutely black and white. Now, whether you agree to SEC or not, unfortunately, the rules are crystal clear. And looks like Impact Theory have agreed to it. As a matter of fact, they've even decided to go out and pay $6 million as a fine. Now, here's the interesting bit, guys, because the SEC has asked them to go out and destroy the private keys. I really am not sure how they'll go out and do that, but definitely some interesting development. So, we'll definitely go out and discuss what that news is all about. Now, we have some news all the way from India, and India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has called for global cryptocurrency framework. Now, to be honest, guys, I'm a massive fan of Narendra Modi. But unfortunately, this news is definitely not ideal for cryptocurrency world. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. And like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Bait podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. Now surprisingly, guys, after a very long time, this news has to do with Metaverse. And the news is that in September, Dubai is planning to host the first ever Metaverse architecture by now. So we'll definitely go and explore what that news is all about. And the second news, guys, has to do with crypto mining in Oman. And the news is that UAE's Phoenix Group is linking up with Green Data City and they're planning to have a crypto farm which is roughly around $300 million. So definitely a lot of money flowing into Oman. So we'll definitely go and explore what that news is all about. So quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode. So let's get started with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries 
and transforming societies. We'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8. And let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates, and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events, and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE, and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXB journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced Media Guys is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and MENA region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East, representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DGI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well, and Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing guys, they're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously and they're focusing on three P's, that is people, planet and prosperity. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing guys, they also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so, guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also, guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing, and hosting training workshops, seminars, and community events that educate, inform, and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen, guys, do one thing. If you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, Shalook Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Shalook Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they've replaced it with Web3 and it is the number 3, mates.xyz. And guys listen, Shalu Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out 
soulmates.xyz. And once again, guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information. And in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen, guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.premint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out. And they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates, has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights now listen all you have to do is download the app startup oi if you're using an android version go to google store and app store for ios devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup oi next guys listen if you're into fitness if you're into adventure if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the middle east the podcast is called the race pace podcast so check out the race pace podcast across all leading platforms and the race pace podcast is a peer-to-peer community driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. And as I mentioned, guys, the global cryptocurrency market is exactly the same since the last 24 hours. It is at $1.05 trillion. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally down by 0.30%. But if you look at the total cryptocurrency market volume, guys, that is up by 49.63%. And the volume is $24.06 billion. So look, guys, this is how you read the data. You look at the 24-hour trading volume. The 24-hour trading volume has definitely gone up. But the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies has gone down 
And if you compare this matrix with let's say stable coins, the volume of stable coins are absolutely the same. This just means one thing guys, that people are actually going ahead and selling their cryptocurrencies and converting that into fiat currencies. If that would have not been the case, the volume of stable coins would have definitely pumped up. So definitely not positive news. And if you look at the volume of DeFi guys, it is absolutely ridiculous, especially in the month of August. It is less than $2 billion and as of today it is at $1.94 billion and the total value locked guys is on a downtrend and it is at $37.61 billion and as of today 29th of August guys, DeFi is accounting for only 7.90% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume and for some odd reason guys, Lido's dominance is definitely on an upward trend and it is still leading the packs of our total value locked is concerned and $13.94 billion is locked in this protocol. And one metric gas which I'm keeping an eye on is the decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance. And unfortunately, it is still at single digit number and it is at 7.29%. Now, let's quickly run through the 24 hour volume of DeFi protocols. And unfortunately, guys, I was really hoping that the numbers that I'm looking on Tuesday, which is at the early hours in the Middle East, and to be honest, it is kind of like Monday in most of the Western countries. I was really hoping that the volume would be doubled in comparison to yesterday but looks like the volume is ridiculously low and Uniswap is still leading the pack and the 24 hour volume is only $354.94 million. PancakeSwap is number second and its 24 hour volume is $142.02 million. Mavic Protocol is number third at $97.02 million and at number fourth guys to be honest for the very first time I've heard about this protocol called a spooky swap and its volume is $47.52 million. Core Finance is at number 5th and its volume is $42.94 million. Now let's quickly run through the volume of stable coins guys. And as I said since the last 24 hours, there is not much movement so far as the volume of stable coins is concerned. But listen to this guys, the volume once again is ridiculously low and it is accounting for 95.29% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. And the volume of all stable coins is at $22.92 billion. And if you break down the volume of stable coins, guys, Tether USDT is still leading the pack at $17.83 billion. Circle USDC's 24 hour trading volume is $2.67 billion. And to be honest, guys, this might be the very first time, probably in the history of Binance BUSD, where the volume on a Tuesday is below the $1 billion mark and it is at $886 million. Now, in 2023, it's no surprise that the volume of Binance BUSD has gone down. And what I've been observing is that on Mondays or rather Sundays in the Western countries, the volume of Binance BUSD is below the $1 billion mark. But this, to be honest, for the very first time, looks like on a Monday in Western countries, in early hours of Tuesday in Dubai or UAE, the volume is below the $1 billion mark and it is only at $886 billion. And look, guys, I'm really am curious to check what the future of Binance BUSD is. And I very specifically remember, guys, in my Ask Me Anything series, Someone did actually ask me if there is a possibility of Binance BUSD's market cap to go well below the $3 billion mark. And at that point of time, I've definitely said, no, it's not a possibility. But if you look at it now, I do feel there is a possibility of Binance BUSD's market cap to go well below the $3 billion mark. But just to give you some context, guys, Binance BUSD's market cap was around $16 billion. So from $16 billion, now there is a possibility of Binance BUSD's market cap to go well below the $3 billion mark. Definitely a very strange anomaly. Now guys, let's quickly run through the market cap. 24 hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum 
and look as if the trend continues. I wouldn't be surprised if the market cap of Bitcoin goes well below the $500 billion mark because as of now it is at $505 billion and Ethereum's market cap causes well below the $200 billion mark at $197 billion. Now mind you guys, I'm looking at these prices via coin market cap. It could be possible that let's say if you're looking at Masari or if you're looking at CoinGecko, the numbers might show up differently. So always keep that in mind in case you see a difference in the numbers or the volumes. Now if you look at the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin gas, it is only at $10.65 billion and it has definitely pumped up since the last 24 hours. Which just means one thing guys, that people are actually going ahead and selling their Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and converting that into fiat currencies. The 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum gas is $4.77 billion. Now if you look at the dominance of Bitcoin, it has gone down and currently it is at 48.22%. And Ethereum's dominance has also gone down and it is currently at 18.90%. Now this week guys what I'm doing is I'm looking at decentralized apps and I'm going to be comparing it with two matrix. The first one is the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to decentralized app smart contract over a period of time. And this number is usually reflected in the dollar amount. And the second matrix guys that I'm looking for decentralized apps is the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with decentralized app smart contract over a period of time and most likely over a period of time reflects 24 hour time period. Now in today's episode guys I'm going to be looking at Hedera Hashgraph and then I'm also going to be looking at Tezos. Now so far as Hedera Hashgraph is concerned the number one decentralized app is Saucer Swap and if you look at it in terms of dollar amount it is $485,600 and if you look at the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with its decentralized app smart contracts in the last 24 hours it is 468. The number second decentralized app in the Dero Hashgraph is Pangalore in exchange and in terms of dollar amount it is 55,680. In terms of number of interactions it is only at 16. Now mind you guys this does not mean that there are only 16 people using the smart contract it just means that there are 16 smart contracts and in the smart contracts there might be hundreds if not thousands of people using it. And the third protocol for Hedera Hashgraph is HeliSwap and in terms of dollar amount, it is 1,370. And in terms of people interacting with the smart contract, it is at number 10. Now guys, let's look at Tezos and I'm going to be looking at its top three decentralized app. And the first protocol guys is objxt.com and in terms of dollar amount, it is 19,800. And in terms of users guys, it is 1,950. The second decentralized app on Tezos is FX Hash, and in terms of dollar amount, it is 9,840. In terms of users or smart contracts, it is 299. And finally, the third decentralized app on Tezos is TIA, which is spelled as T E I A. And if you look at it in terms of dollar amount, guys, it is only $931. And in terms of number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with its decentralized app smart contract, it is 135. To be honest guys, these numbers are ridiculously low, isn't it? And this unfortunately is one of the drawbacks when you talk about decentralization or distributed nature. Because look guys, who is it that takes care of as marketing is concerned? Is it the association? Is it the foundation? Or should it be completely distributed or decentralized? And unfortunately guys, these are factors that need to be taken into consideration. And more importantly, you also need to look at the user experience. So definitely a challenging area. So far as distributed or decentralized autonomous organization is concerned. Now guys, before we look at the king of all kings, in today's episode, I'm very briefly going to run through 
what Stellar is. Because to be honest guys, there is a massively circulating regarding MoneyGram. So I thought it makes sense. So let me go ahead and briefly explain what Stellar is. And guys, you need to understand that Stellar is a network that connects financial systems like banks and payment processors together. And its goal is to make sending and receiving money across borders fast, reliable and affordable. Something similar to Ripple or XRP, isn't it? And the token guys of Stellar is XLM and you can think of XLM also named as Lumens that acts as a fuel that powers the Stellar network. So when you want to send money from let's say one country to another, the process involves converting your money into Lumens first and then it gets converted into the desired currency. And this conversion guys happens quickly and allows for seamless transactions. So in a way guys, Stellar acts as a decentralized exchange where you can trade different types of assets like cryptocurrencies and tokens. This means guys you can easily swap one asset for another without needing a traditional exchange and they also have a thing called as anchors and bridge and anchors guys on stellar blockchain are like connectors between different currencies and stellar network and they help bridge different types of money onto the platform making it easier to trade and use various cryptocurrencies and so far as this consensus protocol is concerned guys they have something called a stellar consensus protocol or scp and this is the technology that keeps the network secure and functionality smooth and it also ensures that transactions are confirmed quickly and that no single entity has too much control over the network. And look, our Stellar has historically made massive partnership. Now, in today's episode, we'll definitely go and discuss the partnership with MoneyGram. And they've also had partnership with IBM and quite a lot of other. Now, one of the unique features of Stellar or XLM is the low transaction fees and fast transactions. And listen, guys, sending money through Stellar is relatively affordable with fees as low as 0. 0001 xlm which to be honest guys is tiniest of a fraction of a cent and transactions also happen super quickly taking only a few seconds to complete and to be honest guys these were the founders of ripple as well and because there was conflict going on between the founders they decided to go ahead and start a new project called stellar and so far as financial inclusion is concerned guys stellar's mission is to make financial services accessible to absolutely everyone especially in developing countries and its technology also allows people who might not have access to traditional banking to participate in the global economy. And they also have Stellar Development Foundation, which we'll definitely go ahead and look into. Because the foundation guys was created to make money more accessible and markets to be more open. And they claim to be a non-profit association that helps to aim people to have better control over the finances. So definitely an interesting and controversial topic to be honest. And guys listen, so far as the future plans and innovation is concerned, Stellar is constantly looking for ways to improve its partnership with various companies to expand its reach and is testing new capabilities to bring more innovation into the financial world. So essentially guys, Stellar is like a digital platform that makes it easy to send and trade money across different currencies and it does so quickly and affordably and it's working to connect people who don't have easy access to traditional banking system to the global economy all while using its own currency called as Lumens to make transactions happen smoothly. And look guys, the founders of Stellar were Jed McCaleb who founded Stellar with the lawyer Joyce Quim after leaving Ripple in 2013 and they had disagreement guys over the company's future direction and Jed McCaleb's guys, his goal is to ensure that Stellar can give people a way of moving their fiat into cryptocurrencies and eliminate the friction that people normally experience when they are sending money around the world and to be honest guys, this is such an important point particularly when you talk about developing countries, isn't it? because the fees is absolutely humongous. Now listen guys, when they talk about the Stellar Development Foundation, they have a partnership with MoneyGram and while they are claiming it to be a non-profit organization, but they've also got the board of directors seat in MoneyGram, so we'll definitely go ahead and explore that. 
Before we get into that, let's quickly run through the price of the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, because unfortunately, guys, the price of Bitcoin is well below the $26,000 mark, and it is at $25,991. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.43%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 0.59%. Ethereum is well below the $2,000 mark. As a matter of fact, it is well below the $1,700 mark as well. It is at $1,646. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.56%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 1.49%. And if you look at Binance BNB Corn, guys, it is well below the $220 mark. And as of now, it is at $217. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.30%. Since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 3.15%. Now look guys, one news that is circulating in mainstream media is that MoneyGram is embracing blockchain technology and to be honest guys, this sounds like a great marketing tool but the news actually is that Stellar is actually investing in MoneyGram International and they're doing that to accelerate digital innovation. Now listen guys, when you talk about distributed nature or when you talk about decentralization, who gets to decide where the funds are being used? In this case, looks like the Stellar Development Foundation goes ahead and decides where the investment is to be made and as I mentioned earlier guys these foundations they claim to be non-profit organization and in hindsight guys if you look at the paperwork and an audit report they are definitely spot on but they got and make decision on which projects to involve now I'm not saying that that is a bad thing because to be honest guys these news are definitely advocates and they are definitely advocacy for blockchain technology as well so the news essentially is that Stellar is investing in MoneyGram International and in doing so guys they will also get a seat on MoneyGram's board of directors. So definitely some positive news, I guess. And the Stellar Development Foundation, guys, did actually reveal it that become a minority investor in MoneyGram. And you can find out official links via the blog as well. Now, could it be possible, guys, in the next coming months or years that MoneyGram will be using Stellar Foundation to go ahead and ensure smooth transfer of funds between individuals as long as that thing happens? Then I do feel it is absolutely brilliant. But... Would it be possible, guys, that because they have got a seat on MoneyGram's board of directors, now they will be getting some funds indirectly because of Stellar Foundation? That is definitely something to think about. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding Russia. And in yesterday's episode, guys, I talked about Binance, where they actually removed sanctioned Russia banks. And unfortunately, guys, that is something every cryptocurrency exchange has to go out and follow, isn't it? And the news right now is that OKX and Bybit have also removed Russia banks from its payment list and Tinkoff Bank and Esber Bank are no longer available on its list of P2P transactions on Bybit and OKX as well. And look at it guys, looks like centralized entity can go ahead and make decisions on who can participate on peer-to-peer -peer transaction. That is kind of bizarre and strange isn't it? Now according to Russian media guys, local users can no longer receive fiat money in exchange for the crypto on Tinkoff Bank or Esber Bank accounts on the P2P platform of OKX and Bybit, the Cointelegraph did actually publish this article and what Cointelegraph states is that at the time of the publication, OKX still actually allowed users to receive fiat to the accounts of the Russian branch of Raffeson Bank and the Russian Standard Bank and both financial institutions aren't included in the list of entities which are under sanctions by the US Department of Treasury. Now look as if the US government wants to go after any country or any bank, they can directly or indirectly go ahead and put sanctions and few days ago guys we also talked about tornado cash and how they were sanctioned so essentially guys a decentralized autonomous organization if they are given a legal entity or status 
the government can actually legally go ahead and sanction even protocols as well. And look, guys, this is absolutely dangerous, isn't it? And in a few minutes, guys, when I talk about news regarding India, we'll also go ahead and discuss why was Bitcoin actually created. You need to understand, guys, that Bitcoin was created as a movement towards suppression of money and the state. So we'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that. But before that, let's talk about some news regarding SEC. And look, guys, the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission is aggressively going after centralized exchanges and centralized entities who are trying to sell NFTs as security. And the news is that they have fined Impact Theory or NFTs sold as securities. And look, guys, Impact Theory looks like they have agreed to it. And they have even gone ahead and paid the $6 million fine. And the company was ordered to destroy all founders' key NFTs as a result of the settlement. So look, guys, when you talk about founders' keys, you're talking about private keys. Or could it be possible that they have just written it down or memorized it? And maybe they might use the very same thing, maybe after a decade, or maybe when the news dies down regarding NFTs, maybe they transfer it to the grandchildren, and if the value of these NFTs are, let's say, millions or billions of dollars, they might have just memorized the keys. And could that be possible? You never know. It is definitely something possible. Now, so far as Impact Theory is concerned, guys, it was founded by social media influencer and entrepreneur Tom Belvin, and Decrypt did actually publish an article which actually stated that the founder's key collection was still live in the open sea and the NFTs are still there. But most likely, guys, by the time you're listening to the episode, the NFTs might have been taken off and they have definitely gone ahead and decided to pay the $6 million fees. But the big question is, guys, how can one destroy the founder's keys? Now, what you can make an argument and say that you're written down on a piece of paper and you can show to the government that you're burned down the piece of paper, but you can easily memorize your private key, isn't it? And it is also called as brain wallet as well. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding India. Now, look, guys, I'm a massive fan of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, and he does do a lot for the country. But unfortunately, guys, this move is definitely not ideal. And the news is that India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has called for a global cryptocurrency framework. Now, unfortunately, guys, when I try to look at this news, this news is actually published via Bitcoin.com, but they haven't provided any source. Now, in the article, they have mentioned that Narendra Modi did actually say that in an interview with Business Today. Unfortunately, guys, I tried to look at Business Today. I could not get any information, and I've actually gone ahead and sent Bitcoin.com a message, and I'm just waiting for the reply. So let me go ahead and read out information based on the website. And mind you, guys, this news need not be 100% correct. But let me go ahead and explain what that news is, because what that news actually states is that Prime Minister Narendra Modi has said that a global cryptocurrency framework and regulations are definitely needed, and he stressed the need for a global consensus-based model. Now look guys, to be honest, I 100% disagree to it, because when you talk about a global cryptocurrency framework, these frameworks are designed by government institutions and entities, and they try to cherry-pick information that suits the narrative. And this goes back to the basic definition of Bitcoin. Why was Bitcoin created? Bitcoin was created as a movement towards separation of money and the state. So ideally, guys, the government should no longer have control directly or indirectly over the regulations, over the governance, over the legislations as well. Now look, guys, if you publish this news in mainstream media, they can definitely portray it as a very positive news, stating that Prime Minister Narendra Modi is calling for global cryptocurrency framework and they can advertise it, stating that the governments wants to go and push cryptocurrencies. This need not necessarily be true, because when you talk about global cryptocurrency, record and add anti-money laundering, they got an add KYC. Now, I'm not saying that those things are bad. They are definitely essential, but it depends on which government is actually ruling the party. 
So let's say in US of the left-leaning administration goes ahead and decides a global cryptocurrency framework, could it be a possibility that they're going to go ahead and add broke ideologies and they're going to add general neutrality and quite a lot of other things? Definitely, definitely possible. Now it might sound bizarre, but it is definitely possible. And keeping all these things in mind, guys, I do feel Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies should be left alone and the growth should be absolutely organic. Now, will that thing happen? I really am not sure, guys. So it's really important to note, guys, when you talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, by definition, is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And the goal someday would be to achieve 100% separation of money and the state. When will that thing happen? I really am not sure. But news such as cryptocurrency frameworks or regulations or governance, unfortunately, sounds to be really true. But they definitely do not help the cause. Because what it does is it gives government direct or indirect control over the frameworks or the underlying technology and gradually over the spendings as well. But these are my thoughts and opinions, guys. Whether you agree to it or disagree to it, mention them in the comments below. Now, guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the news is that in September, Dubai is planning to host the first ever Metaverse architecture by now. So let me go ahead and give out more information, guys, because the event titled Presence of the Future will gather leading creators worldwide and it's going to take place between the 21st till the 24th of September and the Metaverse Architecture BNL, also called as MAB, showcases virtual pavilions and worlds by innovative architects and it is inspired by Venice BNL and Export and it highlights architecture's role in reshaping Metaverse and so-called Web 3.0 and guys participating architects include Killer Designs, Lava, PLP, Atrium and quite a lot more and Decent Land and World 3 will be immersive venues for the event as well. And attendees guys can explore virtual pavilion and engage in interactive exhibits as well. And two worlds, Decent Land and Worlds, the worlds is spelled as W, the number 3, RDLS, are accessible to visitors for free. And guys, the event aims to showcase the metaverse's potential for businesses and culture. And to be honest guys, in 2023, the news regarding metaverse has completely died down. So guys, what I'm going to be doing is on this Metaverse Everything podcast, I'm definitely going to go ahead and check if Metaverse is completely dead or not. So please feel free to go ahead and check out that episode. Now, so far as the news regarding Metaverse architecture BNL is concerned, visitors can teleport between two platforms using only a computer. And there will also be talks, performances and solutions for Metaverse businesses will also be featured. There will be industry leaders, architectural firms and creators at the forefront and they will be heavily participating at this event. And there's also a noble call for virtual creators that has been launched and they are looking for global talents as well. And they're going to be cultural events, lectures, public talks and an architecture carnival are part of the program. And guys, the organizer's aim is to redefine architecture's role in shaping the metaverse future. Now, to be honest, guys, I'm a bit skeptical about this news because on the website, what they mentioned is they're expecting 50,000 visitors, 10 major companies and awards are also going to be expected in guys, the event is organized by Worlds, spelled with the number 3 instead of an O, Doge Space, Metancy and Web3 Digital Marketing and the online event is open to all and aim to provide Metaverse culture and business opportunities. So guys, my big question is, in a context where Metaverse-related news has completely died down since 2023, how do organizers anticipate that the presence of the future Metaverse architecture by now will contribute to reshaping the Metaverse narrative in media and public disclosure? So it's definitely going to be a challenge, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if they don't pull it off as well, to be honest, guys. So, look, guys, what I'm going to do is in my episode that will release this Friday called Metaverse Everything, I'm definitely going to have a deep dive into this. Now, guys, let's discuss the second news, and that is to do with crypto firms in Oman. So, the news, guys, essentially is that UAE's Phoenix Group links up with Green Data City to start $300 million crypto farm. And, guys, I'm pretty much sure I definitely covered a similar news in Salala as well. So, let me go ahead and break down what this news is all about. Because looks like guys this farm will be located in Muscat and I do believe that Garden City is actually located in Muscat and Gaza Collaboration aims to establish one of the largest crypto mining data centers in the region and the 150 megawatt farm is set to operate in Oman's Dofa region which is definitely based in Muscat and guys the farm's operations are expected to begin by the second quarter of the upcoming year 2024 and crypto mining guys as we know involves solving complex algorithms to validate transactions and generate digital currencies and this to be honest guys is only applicable for proof of work mining and so far as the news regarding mining farm in Oman is concerned guys the energy intensive process of crypto mining results in high energy consumption and the phoenix group as we know was founded in 2016 and manages 725 megawatts in global mining facilities and they also exclusively distribute micro bt mining equipment and the choice of Oman gas is influenced by Green Data City's sustainable mining license and cooler weather on Dofa region as well. And listen guys, a few days ago in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I did talk about Salala, which is another beautiful location in Oman. And that news had to do with cryptocurrency mining as well. So it looks like Oman is definitely getting into the mining space. Now so far as this news is concerned guys, Green Data City secured Oman's first sustainable crypto mining license in March of the previous year. And the first phase of Green Data City's development has 200 megawatts mining capacity and the second phase aims to reach 400 megawatts hyperscale data center capacity and also includes renewable energy projects as well. And so far as construction is concerned guys, modular construction will minimize the facility's impact on the environment and the project plans to involve local technicians, students and graduates for scale development as well. And guys listen, Oman's economy has definitely shown strength due to diversification efforts, stable oil prices and lately fiscal reforms as well and Fitch ratings predicts that Oman's economy did actually grow by 1.1% in 2023 and what is even surprising is that this growth is mostly to do with non-oil sectors and they were the driving factor for this growth and so far as cryptocurrency industry is concerned guys as of now they are definitely facing challenges because as we know Bitcoin's value is definitely fluctuating and the regulatory environment is uncertain as well but to be honest guys, definitely positive news. And hopefully guys, when the price of Bitcoin touches the moon, the Bitcoin miners will definitely be benefited by it. So those are the news guys from Crypto and Coffee Dates from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB listening to the Ask Me Anything series. Where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, 
DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Radio asks, do you think India could lead the cryptocurrency world? Now to be honest with you, I highly doubt it if India could actually lead the cryptocurrency world because look, when you talk about regulations, India has a massive taxation, I believe it is roughly around 30%. So I don't think that India will at any point of time be leading the cryptocurrency world. And I've said this so many times in my episode is, when you talk about India, India always had love-hate relationship, particularly with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And I've mentioned this several times within my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast. The Supreme Court is definitely a massive fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but the Reserve Bank of India, which is kind of like the central bank, they're definitely detractors and they definitely do not like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And as a matter of fact, India is actually one of the leaders so far central bank digital currency is concerned. And unfortunately, having a cryptocurrency framework might sound good, but unfortunately, this would definitely not mean that there are more people using cryptocurrencies. It is just setting a stage for a cryptocurrency framework. And this news might sound strange way. And to be honest, this might sound like a positive news, but unfortunately, it is not. But to answer your question, no, I don't think India or China will definitely not be leading the cryptocurrency world. And this, to be honest with you, is one of the drawbacks of Bitcoin as well. Because if you look at it, which countries have been benefited most by Bitcoin? As much as I dislike saying it, the rich have gotten richer. The first world countries have definitely benefited more by Bitcoin. Now, a lot of people talk about Bitcoin being the global wealth redistribution. Unfortunately, these are fancy words. They do actually sound true. But if you look at the number of millionaires or billionaires because of Bitcoin, they're definitely on a significantly higher percentage, let's say in US, in Germany, in first world countries, as opposed to let's say developing countries like India, Pakistan, or let's say underdeveloped countries, let's say the African region. So keeping all these things in mind, unfortunately, no, I don't think so. India could be leading the cryptocurrency world. Probably what India might be doing is, so far as the data entry work is concerned, or let's say if there is any software development is concerned, I'm not talking about that India will be leading so far as the software development is concerned, but so far as let's say the data entry work is concerned, which does not involve a lot of technical skills, in that area India might definitely be going at a leading, and that is only because the labor is cheap, and that is the only other reason why. But along with that, it could also be possible, let's say like a country like Philippines or even China could be a strong competition. But so far as cryptocurrency is concerned, I definitely don't think so. India or any developing countries will be leading the race. Those are my thoughts on it. And that's about all guys from the Ask Me Living series in Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website, area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and other series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee Date Works. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.